back on Franchise Freaks. Today I'm chatting with my lead generation specialist and team from Brand J. Welcome to the show, Alex, Alyssa, and Jason. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Hi, wow. doing well. Thanks for having so, us. Thanks for being here. There's a there's a lot of conversation still about all social media channels and all search channels. Um, specifically, people are still wondering about Facebook. Is it still relevant? Is it still where we're getting the best leads? Alyssa, let's start with you. People say Facebook advertising is dead. Do you think it's dead? No, I don't think Facebook advertising is dead. It definitely remains a prominent platform for digital marketing, but its effectiveness can vary on factors such as targeting, ad content, and industry trends that are going on. It's important to note that Facebook has a massive and diverse user base. Therefore, it makes it a very attractive platform for those looking to reach a wider audience. Facebook also has powerful targeting tools that allows us to tailor campaigns to our clients. Um, I've seen Fran Dev leads come in from Facebook. For example, we recently had a client, a printing franchise, tell us that Facebook didn't work for them. Once we started working on their account, we were able to sell a franchise off of Facebook for them. So yes, I definitely don't think that Facebook advertising is dead. It has a great, wide, um, diverse audience with quality leads that are just waiting to be found. And there's nothing better that can turn somebody's opinion on Facebook around than getting a sale or two in from Facebook, right? Um, Alex, I know you're doing a lot of of the targeting and the building of the ads. Um, what's working the best right now? Let's start with Facebook. What, what's really working when it comes to the types of ads or the formats? There's a couple different ones. Um, obviously, single image um, is pretty tried and true. Um, you know, showing a happy franchisee, showing the exterior of the business is, is one that always works. We want the, the people to see themselves in the ad. So we kind of want mm. to show them something that show them what it would be like um, to own it. So getting happy, happy faces, cool exterior, everything that's really good. Um, carousels are something that we've been rolling out to, to some of our clients. And it, it gives people more view of the brand because you can show them different parts of it, the interior, the exterior, maybe a training session, maybe um, a big convention where everyone meets up. It just shows them more about the franchise. Um, and, and last would be video. Video has been working very well um, for some clients when we're using it. Uh, one of our haircutting franchises, uh, one of our clients, they get most of their good qualified leads uh, from their video ads too. Do you think it's because maybe with video and carousels too, because in order to consume that ad, you actually have to spend a little extra time with it. You're, you know, you're, you're scrolling through or you're watching the video at least for, 10, 15, 30 seconds or something like that. So maybe there, maybe that increases the engagement or any, any thoughts on why videos and carousels seem to do so well these days? I would kind of think of it like why TikTok's so big and, and less people read on Facebook. People don't really read anymore. They scan yeah. uh, just for everything. Uh, and that includes advertisements. So when, when we create ads, we want to make it as scan friendly as possible. We don't want people to sit there and have to read a huge block of text. We want them to get like the high points. Uh, and videos do that particularly well because it's it's designed to catch interest. It's not just designed to get them to fill out a form. Um, when, when we look at watch times, people might not fill out the form, but the watch times are, are very, very long. And there's a lot of people that get to the end of the video because it's something that we want people to be interested in, even if they're not filling out the form. Uh, it's great for engagement. It looks very good for the algorithm too. 
because the more time they spend on that ad, Facebook then knows that they like that type of ad. Um, so they'll get more of them uh, as time goes on. And Carousel as well, because Carousel gives us more of a chance to show more of everything as mm-hmm. opposed to them just seeing like one single image. Jason, you've been doing this for a few years now. What do you see happening on Meta, Facebook, Instagram, and and so forth this year, 2024, versus what was happening back in the old days of 2023? Yeah, I think the difference now is it's kind of the difference with with everything in the past year, uh, and it's it's AI and Facebook's ability to implement AI in their targeting. So before you had to get really specific with your targeting and you had to put pretty much everything about um, the type of person that you're looking for. But now what, what we do with Facebook ads is very similar to SEO writing and it's, it's laxing the targeting, but having the words that you use in the copy be relevant to the user that you're trying to target. So, you know, if you're an old historic franchise brand, we might not put things like that in the targeting, but now we'll put things like that in the copy because Facebook's AI can scan through what we're writing and then say, okay, this is the type of person who interacts with ads from other brands that are historic franchise brands. Uh, And so it'll show it to those people. So there's a lot more nuance in the writing and the creation of the ads instead of the targeting of the ads. And so it's not any more or less focused. It's just you have to use it in a different way. I think that's really one of the best uses of AI when it comes to advertising, social media, anything else, is letting Facebook's AI do the targeting for you. If I go back 10 years to when I was creating a lot of Facebook ads, we would spend hours and hours and hours going through demographics back when you could actually do that and and financial status and down to what is you know what kind of dog does somebody have what groups do they belong to and you know do they watch shark tank or not that was a big targeting function at one point and and you know every brand would have all of these specific targeting uh criteria set up and all it would take would be you know to change agencies or change chief marketing officers and someone would want to change all of the targeting again and and at some point it's like these brands are not that different. They shouldn't have 17 different, you know, criteria for targeting. Just let Facebook decide who's actually interested in looking at this content and, and maybe actually becoming an entrepreneur. So I think, I think we all look at AI as far as what we're using it actively on. I think this sort of passive usage of AI is really helping our clients right now. Anybody else have any thoughts on on targeting specifically on meta that, um, that, that, that come to mind right now? Yeah. Um, Jack, you kind of echoed something that I was thinking about, um, while Jason was answering that question. Um, Facebook has removed a lot of targeting, even since when I started like a year and a half ago, um, they've been removing stuff almost every month. We'd go in and we'd realize that they removed some of the targeting. We'd have to completely redo everything. Um, but, the AI and the algorithm was kind of born out of a necessity because of that, because Facebook realizes that if you, you can't take out everything about targeting, people aren't going to use the platform. Hmm. Um, so in a way it's almost made like the iOS 14 change. Um, Facebook had to get better at doing it 
through the algorithm versus doing it manually um, through the targeting. And it's it's kind of up to us to design the copy, like Jason said, um, to where it, it fits what who we want because we let um, the targeting it gets figured out through our ad copy as opposed to just trying to do it all in the back end. I love that idea that it's being figured out through the copy. That's that's the way it should be. That's the way it always should have been. A lot of people in franchising are still just so worried and, and nervous about the whole special category when it comes to um, promoting a franchise. And, and so many people have run ads, and I'm guessing this has happened with all of you, where you run an ad and it gets rejected because... Facebook thinks franchising is the same as recruiting, right? How many times has that happened, Alex? How many how many ads have been rejected because Facebook doesn't really understand what mm-hmm. the heck franchising is? Do you see ads get rejected a lot? Uh, yes, uh, all of them actually. Um, it's we. I don't use the special um, employment opportunity category because you can't use any targeting. You can't target age. You can't target income. No interests. There's nothing. Um, I, I'm mid 20s, um, living in an apartment. I do not have the money to buy a franchise. Um, and I have catered my meta advertising to that only shows me franchise advertisements. So I can kind of see what uh, some other franchises do. Um, well, one of the issues is I'm getting those ads. The Like, uh, I can't buy a million dollar restaurant franchise. Um, that's not in my wheelhouse right now. And I shouldn't be seeing this ad because that, that requires a significant investment with someone that's very far in their career path and has that type of income. Um, so I do not like to use the special category. So uh, every ad that I post gets rejected. Um, but it's up to me and it's up to Jason. It's up to Alyssa. We all have to figure out how we can get that approved and we have to work with Facebook. It is a longer process. Um, so it's not always the best um, time-wise. However, it, it gets people significantly better quality than if we just ran a special employment ad. One thing I do want to point out about this, and because that the answer that we give on this is kind of the opposite of the answer we just gave, but it, it's not quite, and I want to explain why. Okay. So we just said before that like targeting is not as important anymore, but then now we're saying we don't want it in the special ads category because we're not allowed to use targeting. Yeah. The way that the way that targeting is important now is that we have to set base parameters, a box for Facebook's AI to play in. Otherwise, it's everyone on Facebook. So like Alex was saying, he's mid-20s doesn't have the money to buy a franchise, but he's still seeing ads that are in this special employment employment category because you can't do any sort of targeting based on age, based on income, based on anything like that. Without that special ads category, you can set parameters around AI to make sure that at least it's within what you want. So uh, allowing Facebook to play within that box that you put around it is really important. So keeping it out of that ads category means that Facebook can't just go wild and show everyone your ads and you waste ad spend. You put that box around your ads and then Facebook will find that target market within it. Yeah. Facebook, um, it it shows the ad to people that engage with it. And if like, like Jason said, we, you have to set a box. If you don't set that box and you're targeting 85 to 65 plus, all it takes is 
the very low age range or a very high age range to start liking and interacting and probably thinking, oh, maybe this is like a food, a free coupon for food. Um, all it takes is a couple of people doing that. Like if I see it and I interact with one of the ads, it's going to show that ad to more people like me. Mm. Um, and that kills performance and that yeah. kills that, that wastes so much ad spend to going to people that have no way of affording the franchise opportunity. That's why it's so important not to do what Jason said to kind of put it in a box. And, and it also goes back to what you were saying before about the copy being um, the most important thing anymore, because if the copy really says what this is, and it's not some sort of deceptive or one of those really general things, you know, be your own boss, right? Um, uh, you know, if it's something like that, then the people who are interacting with it, if the copy is accurate and correct and, and spot on, then it will be served up to more people like the people who have interacted with it. So, so it, it feels like we're coming to a much better place now than where franchise development advertising was just a few years ago. Does everybody agree? Yes, uh, definitely. I think it's better. Um, with, with the recent changes th that Facebook's made in the past two years, it, it comes down a lot more to the copy and the creative that we put in the ads as opposed to trying to solve it all on the back end. So we've talked a lot about Meta, Facebook, Instagram. Let's move on to LinkedIn. Alyssa, you talk to a lot of clients at Brand J all week long. What's the feeling on LinkedIn right now? Are people going towards LinkedIn? Are they are they interested in it? Are they active there? What's what's really the feeling with LinkedIn advertising for Fran Dev these days? Yeah, LinkedIn advertising is definitely becoming more popular, I'd say, for Fran Dev advertising this day, especially doing videos um such as personal branding that we do, which is basically a, a video where someone's talking and there's a live caption underneath them saying what they're saying. So the user doesn't have to turn on their volume. They can just look at the video and read what the person is saying on LinkedIn. Um so yeah, there's definitely a LinkedIn is becoming more popular, not just for advertising, but also for putting videos on like personal branding. Any pros or cons that uh, anybody in the group sees with LinkedIn, specifically when it comes to paid advertising? I think the pro with, with LinkedIn is that you know your type of buyer is on there. Uh, one of the cons about Facebook that people find is that everyone's on Facebook. And so people, you have to, the you're looking for a needle in a much bigger haystack. But with with LinkedIn, you know that your buyer is there. Um, it's actually, I saw this study that um, FranchiseInsights.com did, and 33% of franchisors say that they're going to spend more on LinkedIn in 2024 than they did in 2023. So um, franchisors are definitely interested in in going after that audience on LinkedIn. And I think it's a good idea. Franchisors are definitely interested in LinkedIn and finding their target audience there. Actually, we recently had a, a client call and they said that every person that, you know, that's opened a franchise for them this, this year so far, um, all of them have had a very robust LinkedIn profile. Um, so the target buyer for franchise for franchises is on LinkedIn. It's just a matter of getting to them. Yeah, especially if it's like a multi-unit buyer, right? If if it's if it's an individual operator of a food truck, maybe not so much. But if it's a multi-brand, multi-unit type of 
franchisee that you're looking for. Yeah, those those folks are on LinkedIn all day and all evening. So one of the things, um, if you want to talk about some like pros and cons of LinkedIn, one of the cons that I will say is that it's not as reliable uh, as, or I guess, consistent as Facebook and and Google. Okay. Because, um, and, and we do have clients that find a lot of success, but um, with AdWords, you pretty much know what your cost per lead is going to roughly be, and you know what the quality is going to be roughly. With Facebook, same deal. You know it's going to be a little bit lower quality than AdWords, but it's also going to be cheaper. With LinkedIn, it varies a ton. You can get cost per leads that are down towards your Facebook range or even above AdWords. What I typically tell clients is link, use LinkedIn until the point that it gets more expensive than AdWords. At that, if, if, it's, if it's more expensive than AdWords, you'd be better off putting that money into AdWords because it's AdWords is the most focused, AdWords search campaigns are the most focused uh, form of advertising that we do. So if LinkedIn ever gets more expensive than AdWords, I typically advise clients to put it into AdWords. But otherwise, um, if you have a cost per lead and quality that's between Facebook and, and AdWords, then it's typically successful for clients. That's really good advice. At a certain point, every dollar you overspend on LinkedIn is one less dollar you could be spending on Google, right? So yep, exactly. um, cool. Well, let's move on to sort of my final question is, what does everybody see happening for the rest of this year in 2024 when it comes to lead gen for FranDev? Any, anybody have some opening thoughts on, on things they see coming down the road at us? Yeah, I think, um, I like kind of like Jason said, I think a lot of people are going to be looking at LinkedIn as the next source. I, I think primarily right now, a lot of it's Facebook and a lot of it's Google, the majority of it's Google. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to be shifting some of the budget either from Google or Facebook or just add to their budget. Um, I think a lot of people are moving to LinkedIn. I think that's going to be the, the next step. I think the role of AI um, is going to be huge in in franchise marketing this next year. I mean, last year we saw it explode. Like in January of last year of 2023, we weren't talking about it all that much. And then it seemed like sometime in the middle of the year, it's all we were talking about. It's all anyone wanted to talk about was ChatGPT and Facebook's AI and now LinkedIn's adopting the same things. And and what about Bing now? Because Bing uses uh, like the open source AI type stuff for people to search. And so I think as that technology progresses, it's going to completely change how we're doing marketing. And so if you'd asked me this question of this same time last year, I would have given you an incorrect answer. I think seeing where <laughs> AI takes us through this year is going to and following that in the marketing is going to be the most important thing to, to driving successful campaigns. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is knowing the algorithm or, or knowing how to work it. Um, Facebook, it's a little game sometimes. Facebook likes to change it once people start figuring it out. Um, one of the biggest things is to be on top of that curve. Um, use AI to where you should and don't use it. Like using ChatGPT to write your ad copy, we can tell. Um, it's very yeah. noticeable, um, but, uh, or, or, or your LinkedIn post. That's my new favorite thing. Anytime I see a LinkedIn mm -hmm. post from someone and it's 
four pages long. And I know, you know, this person a year ago was not even posting on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I wonder who's writing this. I'm guilty of an AI LinkedIn post. (laughs) Busted. Um, I saw you. If you... Oh, it's it's the double emojis in the first line. If there's an emoji <laughs> in the end, so they use Chat GPT. Uh, um, perfect. But but part it's just knowing the curve, knowing how to work it. Because um, Facebook is known as, as more of like a medium quality lead generation source, um, and we've made a lot of strides to improve that quality to where the contact rates are really good and getting people that are financially qualified is has also increased for a lot of our clients. Um, so just staying on top of the curve. Excellent. All right, guys, thanks for your time today. And uh, I think we're going to catch up. Why don't we do this quarterly and just kind of see where we're at lead gen wise with the brand J crew and all of our clients and, um, and see what's happening next. So we will chat again in just a couple of months. And uh, once again, thanks to all three of you for being franchise freaks. Thanks for having us. Thank thanks you. for having us.